Okay, so I think we're, good. we're live now on Facebook. We thank God for a great time. Thank Him for uh, another day, another I mean, another Wednesday. Uh, God has been faithful. Uh, those of us that traveled for music conference, uh, the Lord <clears throat> took us safely to and fro. We thank God for his mercies. Uh, let's just quickly say a word of prayers as we go ahead, because I hope we can move uh, with the speed of light today. Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your, for your authority. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. We say be exalted in Jesus' name. As evil is happening, right, left, and center. You have not allowed it to come near our dwelling. We thank you, Lord. We say be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. As we go word today, Father, I ask that you go with us, speak to us, yourself, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our hearts, our heart of understanding, that we will learn. In Jesus' name. Thank Amen. You, thank you, Jesus. Pray. Amen. Okay, um, uh, we are in the book of Psalms, uh, and I hope I'll be able to do Psalms, um, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and if possible, Songs of Solomon. Although there are several, several lessons uh, in this, um, we have the, the, the manual. Uh, please just uh, uh, get to read it. Uh, so uh, we'll start from with the book of Psalms, around page 43. Uh, singing has been part of God's, the history of God's people. We know that at the deliverance, uh, when, 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 um, uh, after the, after the, across the Red Sea, they posted into songs. So singing has been a part uh, of their, of their ministry, of their, of their history. Hymns, different hymns for different um, settings. Uh, so it's been like that um, in the history of, 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 of the whole Testament. And the book of Psalms is also the longest book. Of course, we know that it's got 150 chapters. Uh, uh, although the Hebrew title is different, um, yes. Sehilim means praise songs. Uh, that's the Hebrew title of the book. However, the sound, why do we call it sound? Uh, it came from the Septuagint. The Septuagint were the 70 people that first translated um, uh, Hebrew Bible to, to Latin. And so they called it Samoy, which means songs of praise. That is sung to a string instrument. So that's where the English uh, took the name Psalms from. However, <laughs> Yoruba returned the, the name, I mean, the name, Yoruba Bible now uh, called it Songs of David, like Ori Dafidi, literally meaning Songs of David. And we know that David didn't, David was not the uh, only author in the book, but we'll look at why did the Yoruba, uh, a few facts will let us understand why it was called uh, uh, that in Yoruba. Uh, we know that David wrote, um, 73 of the Psalms. So out of the 150, David wrote 73. Uh, I mean, that's almost uh, half, just two away from, from half of the Psalms. Um, we know that Moses wrote Psalm 90, of course, because uh, that's the oldest of the Psalms. Um, Asap wrote 12. The sons of Korah wrote 10 Psalms. Solomon wrote two Psalms. Um, Ethan wrote Psalm 89, and then the rest of the Psalms, the 51, the rest, the 51 remaining Psalms were said to be anonymous. So that is why uh, probably uh, Ajay Crowder just named it only the Songs of David, only Daffidi, straight up. Okay. Um, and then uh, it lends credence to the book's connection with temple worship. Um, so it is, uh, uh, I mean, directly uh, uh, linked to the worship in the temple. 
uh, structurally, uh, just please help me to uh, open Bibles. We're going to read a few things now. Structurally, the Psalms are arranged into five books and each ending with a doxology. What is the doxology? Doxology means praises, um, adoration, or thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, please, how many are we? We are four. I think the fifth person is joining. Someone should open to Psalm 41 and read the last verse. Another person, Psalm 72, read the last verse. Another person, Psalm 89, read the last verse. Then another person, Psalm 106, read the last verse. We all know the last verse of Psalm 150. So let's look at Psalm 41, the last verse. I think Sister Sophia should help us with that. Sophia, Psalm 41, last verse. Uh, Lois, Psalm 72, the last verse. Sister Elizabeth, I don't know if you're uh, around. I mean, I hope the kids are not disturbing too much. So Sister Elizabeth, help us with Psalm 89, uh, the last verse. I will do Psalm 106, the last verse. Okay, let's go. Sophia, are you there? Yes, I actually stepped away. I'm here now. Psalm 41, the last verse. Okay, sir. Then Lois, are you there? Psalm 72, the last verse. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Okay. So please open some something. We're waiting for Sophia. Okay, Psalm 41, the last verse, right? Hello? Verse 13. Verse 13. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Okay, Psalm 72, the last verse. This concludes the prayer of David, son of David. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, the second, that will be second to the last verse. Read the verse before that. Okay, praise be to his glorious name forever. May the old heart be filled with glory. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Sister Elizabeth, Psalm 89. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. Okay, we can see a correlation. I'll go to 106. Psalm 106, the last verse. Last verse says, oh, just a minute. Okay. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say amen. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. And we Hallelujah. can see uh, Psalm 150 verse, uh, the, verse 5. Let everything that has bread praise the Lord. So this, the, book, the book is divided, the whole book is divided into five books. And each of those five books uh, I mean, uh, uh, ended with praises, with doxology. Um, Types of psalms. Uh, quickly, we have psalms of praise. We have the royal or messianic psalms. We have the passion psalms. We have psalms of lament. Then now, these impact, Im, imprecatory psalms. What's the meaning of Im Okay, let, we'll come back to that. Then we have the penitential psalms, psalms of repentance, wisdom psalms, and historical psalms, then psalms of trust. What's the meaning of Im imprecatory? Who can tell us, our English major, our grammar people? Or let's open to those Psalms and see what they mean so that uh, we also understand. I want to bring out something from there. Psalm 74, verse 10. Then someone else, Psalm 109, verse 21. Psalm 74, verse 10. Then Psalm 109, verse 21. Who is in Psalm 74? Psalm 74, verse 10. It says, okay. How long, O God, will you allow our enemies to insult you? Will you let them dishonor your name forever? 
Okay, so I want to know verse 21. But deal well with me, O sovereign yeah. Lord, for the sake of your rep your own reputation. Rescue me because you are so faithful and good. Okay, uh, is that 21? One on verse 21. Yes, sir. I want to know if it's 21. Okay. So now, impeccatory psalms are psalms uh, whereby we cry unto God to deliver us. We cry unto God to reign, uh, to deliver from our enemies, people that were going through a lot. Please deliver me. Now, isn't it funny? And look, these are just about two examples compared to the psalms of praise. That's, look at the number of examples we have in Psalms of Praise, the Royal Psalms, the Passion Psalms, Wisdom, the, the, the very minority is the imprecatory Psalms. And it's like, that is what a number of dogma or, 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 or preachers use the Psalms for these days. They just use it to command enemies to die. They use it to fight, People, so there are wrong use, usage of sounds. And that is where I want us to really uh, hinge upon uh, uh, this evening. We, we, we need to learn to use the sounds rightly. There are sounds of praise. There are sounds of trust. There are sounds of, 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 uh, of, uh, of royalty. There are sounds of, of repentance, sounds of wisdom. Why is it that it is only enemy, enemy, enemy? And, and, and we should also make the mistake of thinking the Psalms are more powerful than other parts of the Bible. It is the word of God that is powerful, not a particular book, not a particular chapter. The word of God in total is life and it gives life, not just the Psalms. The Psalms are powerful, as powerful as other aspects of the Bible. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Uh, because we have a lot, a long way to go. I don't know if anybody has anything to say before I read the conclusion on the book of Psalms. Any contribution or, or questions or comments? Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. One thing I also want to add to what you've said is that um the book of psalm has more of praises to god than um us asking that god should um like uh, more of psalms of praise than the imprecatorial psalms so now relating it to our daily lives i think um the word of god from the book of psalm He's trying to encourage us to praise God more than asking God for um, things. Like we should ask more in thanksgiving than commanding our enemies to die or asking God for so many goodies. It's not that we should not ask, but our thanksgiving should be more than our request. That's one thing I've also learned from that. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, there is also a friend of mine. In fact, I had to fight with this person a couple of years ago who came. Uh, they were going through a few things uh, at that time. And uh, they came to church. Uh, I was president uh, at that time. So I came to church to give testimony um, to, to uh, what would I call it now? To... To to verify, vilify or to, to charge it, to put the real, I mean, to, to, to make it look like it is normal to be depressed and sad. The majority of the Psalms are sad. Uh, that's why they are sad, so they can continue to be sad. I had to really, I thought the person, the person was so angry with me. Like, no, 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 no. Yes, you may be going through issues, maybe may be going through stuff, but don't come and use that because 
and 90% of the Psalms are sad, which is very, very wrong. Majority of the Psalms are for praises, are songs to, to praise God, to praise God, to thank him how great he is, are wisdom, songs, majority of the Psalms, not uh, to, uh, to give, uh, I've forgotten the English word, not to vilify uh, either because we are emotional or we are under attack, we are under enemy and we just want the enemy to die immediately. Uh, Psalms are not used for that. Thank you very much, uh, Sister Elizabeth, for that wonderful contribution. Okay, let me quickly read the conclusion that we go to the next books. Uh, from Psalms, we learn to praise God, prayer and corporate worship, as well as beauty and creativity are important. What then are we to do in the psalm with the psalms one you read them devotionally you memorize them you sing them and you pray them we must ensure biblical balance never emphasize either doctrine or feelings to downplay either do not allow it to be used as incantations or a book with extra power above other, other books of the Bible or to fight our enemies. Above all, no matter anyone's circumstances, the book of Psalm contains a corresponding word that will help his or her share his or her hearts with the Lord. So we shouldn't use this to fight our enemy. It's not a book that is used against enemies. It's a book of praises. And it, no matter what we're going through, there's a, there's a Psalm. That, that will be for it, either in rejoicing, either in sickness, in health, in sadness, with trials, with attacks, with temptation, with good news, with wisdom, whatever you're going through in life, there'll be a psalm, there will be a word in the psalms uh, for you. Okay, let's quickly go to the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, uh, because I want us to catch up with the rest of the church. They are, they've done, this week, they've, they, they've done Isaiah, and we have just two more uh, topics before Isaiah. So I hope we'll be able to do Proverbs of Ecclesiastes today and probably touch on Songs of Solomon. So please bear with us in case we go beyond eight o'clock. Just bear with us so that we can do those three books. Then by next week, we'll do Isaiah and Ezekiel and we'll have caught up with the church. Yeah, the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are two uncommon books in Hebrew wisdom literature that teach that godliness is practical and that God's wisdom is key to be godly and successful in life. Every relationship in life is mentioned in the books. Therein, we find our duty to God, to our neighbors, the duty of parents and children, and other obligations as citizens. They are, both of these books are designated as wisdom literatures in similar way, ancient Israel had three categories of ministers. So they had the priests, they had the prophets, and they had the wise men. So these wise men, or they're also called sages, uh, were specially gifted with godly wisdom and counsel concerning both practical and philosophical issues of life. Proverbs represents the God-inspired wisdom of these individuals. The book of Proverbs contains the essence of wisdom. Based upon the fear of God, it points out what is wrong in God's sight as regards to, to man's conduct. It's, it is, I mean, the basic truth constantly affirmed in Proverbs is expressed in this statement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the major basic uh, theme of the book of Proverbs. Now, Ecclesiastes on itself is a book of experiments that investigates life and tells us what kind of life is worth living. In the book, God has given the record of all that human thinking and natural religion has not been able to discover concerning the meaning and goal of life. It is better regarded as the quest of a soul who sees only vanity about him until his eyes are open to the help offered by God. Okay, 
I, I would really love us to discuss the book of Ecclesiastes, but let me just read a few things about Proverbs. Proverbs, I love Proverbs. I always tell every young man or young woman I've mentored to first, in fact, the test, the first test I, I, I do give to my mentees is go and read the book of Proverbs in 30 days, one, 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 one chapter per day for 30 days. And tell me, as in, your life will change. You can't read the book, book of Proverbs for one month and your life doesn't change. Your life will change on how to how to how to take issues, how to react to issues, how to do things. Your life will definitely change. Um, at least, uh, okay, yeah. The book of Proverbs can be broadly divided into three. Number one, counsel to young men. That's from chapters one to nine. Then counsel for all men, chapters ten to twenty. Then counsel for kings and rulers chapters 21 to 31. Your life can never remain the same after reading this book. I can tell you that. Uh, and you can take it up as a challenge. Uh, August just started. August has 31 days, yes. Uh, you can just do it one chapter per day, uh, uh, book of Proverbs. Your life will never remain the same. I can trust, I can, I can trust God on that. Um, wisdom to God is not about great cleverness. But like we read in, 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 in chapter 1, verse 7, it's about the fear of God. That's it. That's, that's how God classifies wisdom. That's how God sees wisdom. Now, let's now go to Ecclesiastes. So the discussion is more in Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes 1.1, 1, 1, I mean, a lot of us should know this. What does the writer, uh, uh, what does Ecclesiastes 1.1 1, 1 call the writer of the book? I mean, we should, be, we should be able to know that offhand. Anybody? Ecclesiastes 1, what does he call the writer of the book? Okay, read it. The words of the preacher, the son of David king in Jerusalem. Yeah. So he calls him the preacher. Some other versions calls him the teacher. Um, uh, then, uh, of course, we now... Because he described himself son of David, so we know he is uh, Solomon, who is the writer of the book, uh, and he wrote it towards the end of his life, after he has experimented with virtually everything. Uh, there's nothing. If, if you are if you're a womanizer now, or you are an aristo, you are doing this, you are doing that. You've not done enough. Solomon had one thousand women in his life. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how he coped. I mean. Who does that? Uh, so, uh, so Solomon wrote the book during, I mean, towards the last days of his life. That's um, having searched for power and happiness in virtually everything. In power, uh, in search for happiness in power, in wisdom, in honor, in fame, and even in sensual pleasure. And he didn't really find happiness in those. So he, he just kept the vanity upon vanity. Um, uh, the whole chapters three to seven uh, contain warning about senselessness and confusion of the life not centered on God. Um, eight to 12, chapters eight to 12 shows the highest meaning in life. Uh, what's the highest meaning in life? Please open to Ecclesiastes eight twelve. Uh, we'll just read maybe three or four other scriptures. Ecclesiastes 8.12. Ecclesiastes 8.12. Yeah. Though a sinner do evil an hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear be so um, NIV said, even though a sinner, I'm just paraphrasing now, even though a sinner seems to get away with the evil things they are doing and they seem to live long, but the end result, the end result is that the person that feared God eh, has the higher meaning in life, the person that fears God. We're still going to look at uh, something around that. Uh, and Ecclesiastes uh, uh, 2.11, the, the key word, Throughout the book is contained in that in that verse. The key word throughout the book is vanity, meaningless. 
All these are meaningless. Can someone turn to uh, 311 of Ecclesiastes? Then I looked on all the works that my aunt had brought and on the labor that I had labored to do. Mm. And behold, all was vanity and mm. vexation of spirit, and mm. there was profit under the now, if you read the how Solomon built the temple, that even almost 500 years later, yes, over 500 years later, when they built with the technology they had, improving technology and whatever, when they built, when built his temple, the people that witnessed the temple of Solomon were crying. That no, 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 this has done, this is nothing in, in comparison with the temple of Solomon. Solomon, Solomon that built his temple was the first person that, that, that was able to do uh, shift work. I used to work on the platform and we do offshore and onshore, two weeks on and two weeks off. Solomon was the first person in history to do that. He had people that would work for three months on and one month off. If, that, if, if you understand, if you read, go and read the book of, of I mean, the, the, the book of Second Samuel, I uh, know that was uh, Second Kings, or First Kings, when the Bible was talking about uh, uh, how Solomon built built the temple. It was like the details, the everything. And Solomon now Luce, he looked at the works of his hands at the end of everything, and he called it vanity. So he has experimented with everything. And so uh, the problem. Next point: uh, the problem which faced Solomon was how he could find happiness and meaning to life apart from God. A lot of people are still on that quest today. They are still on that quest. What, how can we find happiness? How can we do, I, 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 outside God? You can never find happiness outside God. It won't work. It will not happen. That is the truth. Um, okay, let's just go to... Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Because a number of people don't understand the book of, of Ecclesiastes. And that is because we read it in, in parts. We read it in trinkles. In November, all of us are going to read the book, uh, the Bible together in 30 days. Uh, so it will help you see the big picture. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes at a goal, you understand the theme uh, of the book and what the book was talking about. Well, please open your Bible to Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and help me read. This let us, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Yes. Fear God and mm. keep his commandments. Mm. This is the whole duty of man. That is it. The whole thing the guy has been talking about. Vanity, I tried this. Oh, you eat. You just go to toilet. The food is gone. Blah, blah, blah. The conclusion of the matter is fear God. That's the, all those all those uh, uh, 11, 12 chapters he's been writing. Just the end result is fear God. Fear God, do his commandment. That is the only thing that can give you happiness in life. That is the only thing that can make a meaning to your life. I mean, if you are rich, if you are too rich, you have uh, uh, either the fan is too much, the AC is too much, it's too hot. It's too this. It's not this. There's something you will eat. If you eat too much, you have constipation. If you don't eat, you'll be hungry. Like, this life is just, it's full of, if you do this one too much, something will happen. If you don't do it enough, it's like, there's not, just not, it's until we get to heaven that, okay, everything is just automated and, and, and then uh, we have nothing to worry about. So the whole conclusion of the matter for this book, the 100% conclusion is fear God. That's what the preacher uh, has been talking about. Okay, conclusion. Uh, before I read the conclusion, do we have uh, anyone uh, with comments, contributions, uh, questions about the book, especially about the book of Proverbs? Thank God we'll be able to do Songs of Solomon. Any question? Or contributions or comments? Okay, let me quickly read the, the conclusion. Uh, Sophia, can you help us read the conclusion so that I've been the one talking all along? Let's hear a female voice. Even though Sister Elizabeth has been helping me write Bible. But let's, let's hear another voice. Yeah, go ahead, Sophia. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the conclusion says the book of Proverbs is very practical because it concerns the believer's daily work. It does not include much doctrine, but it does emphasize practical godly living. The book is our, the book is our daily manual that instructs us in detail on how to work worthy of our calling as yeah, those people in a corrupt world. Even unbelievers recognize the value of Proverbs as a manner for conduct. How much more should it apply to Christians who have the, who have the indwelling spirit to help them live a worthy life? Similarly, we find in the book of Ecclesiastes that we can never find satisfaction, happiness, and meaning to life apart from Christ. True happiness outside Christ is impossible. The inference of the book that's the inference of the book that all is vanity and vexation of spirits is a verdict on those who choose to seek happiness in anything other than God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Above all, Jesus is the beginning of all in Proverbs and is the end of all in Ecclesiastes, the beginning and the end of life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In the beginning in the book of Proverbs, Jesus, fear God is also the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. Beautiful one. Uh, let's quickly go to Songs of Solomon. Yes, uh, I'm so happy. Uh, when I was younger, I used to wonder how, how would they put a book like this in the Bible, this song of Solomon? Okay, we'll see why. Uh, it'll be like, how, who does that? I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, we grew up in the next few days. I shouldn't talk about things like this in church. Uh, well, let's go ahead. Our sisters, mommies, We've asked you to plan couples hangouts. I hope, I hope after after hearing after hearing songs of Solomon, you will be you will be motivated to give us updates uh, about your plans. Okay. Um, well, I'm aware because Paul is not around, so they want to choose the time that he will be around so that uh, Sophia will not be lonely when we are when we are doing things that are written in the book of Solomon, uh, book of songs of Solomon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Ah, you, are, you are single, you are laughing. Ah, is, ah, what is 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 they are calling some, they are changing the names of some books. It is Antichrist that wants to pollute the Bible, blah, 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 blah. Mm, let's, let's talk with knowledge. Um, the book itself, in the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew literature, Solomon, the writer, called it Songs of Songs, which means this is the highest, he saw it as the highest form of songs, like, like saying um, the book above all books, something like that. This is my major, this is the biggest of all my songs, of all my poetic works. So he called it Song of Songs. Now, because the writer is Solomon, uh, and then uh, he has his name written all over it. So uh, the Septuagint, the first translators, changed the name to Songs of Solomon. So it is actually Songs of Solomon that was a change, not the Songs of Songs. So a number of contemporary uh, uh, writers or, or, or versions or translations are now returning to the original Hebrew uh, name. So you see somewhere, so, some places they call the Songs of Songs, and other places Songs of Solomon. Okay, um, so this is a very, very sensual book. Um, and it's also telling us that marriage, which is God's first institution, telling us, it reveals uh, essential love expressed uh, from a man to a woman and only within the four walls of marriage. Uh, the sensual nature of the book has made some people in some quarters query its canonization. 
asking why it should have been included in the canon of the Bible. It was included in Hebrew Bible and later Christian versions of Old Testament uh, because of its attribution to Solomon. So um, they, they just brought it in because uh, it was Solomon that wrote it. And we know Solomon is the son of David and David has a very, very uh, large place a role to play in the Old Testament. So the Hebrew, it is the, and the, another thing that we should also know, so in case uh, uh, we are being challenged by all these people that just are half-baked and have half knowledge, uh, canonization of the Old Testament had never been an issue. And canonization of the New Testament has also never been the issue. The books of the Old Testament were the books in the Hebrew Bible. So if we are going to worry about, people will tell you that uh, uh, the early Christians, they removed some books, they, they downplayed some books, blah, blah, blah. If we're going to talk about canonization, we have to go 3,000 years before, before now. Because the Hebrews have canonized their, their scripture before Christ, before Christianity. So Christians just took the, the Hebrew uh, scripture, the books that the Hebrews have already canonized, and made it our Old Testament. And even the Catholics that have apo apocryphal books, they don't dispute the canonization of the New Testament. Everybody agrees on the books that are in the New Testament. The Jews and the Christians agree on the books of the Old Testament. It's only the Catholics that brought in extra books, apocryphal books, not in the New Testament. They just added it to the Old Testament. The Jews never added those extra books to their own scripture. So it's just the Catholics that brought extra books, so that which also uh, be, be guided in that. Um, so, and some other people, back to the book of Songs of Solomon, some other people um, have, have said that, oh, this is just a metaphor between that is describing the love of God and man, or the biblical love between Christ and his church. Uh, but let's 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 ask for God's help as we journey through this book. Um, the book uh, is is a is a single poem that frankly discusses physical love between married couple. Uh, you know that if this book had not been had not been in the Bible, I can tell you that people will tell you it is a sin to kiss your wife. They will tell you it's a sin to touch your wife. I mean, even with this book in the Bible, we have heard of people that feel is a sin to sleep on the bed with the wife of your youth, the wife that you married, that you took 40 yams, 42 bars of yam, if you're a Yoruba person. In fact, Yoruba is not cheap. It's just 42 bars of yam. In some other places, in Ibo land, you take more than 42 bars of yam. You carry all those things to the house and tell, tell you that it's a sin for you to sleep on the same bed with her or, or touch her or, or do certain things or sport with her. Uh, some people are so spiritual, like they just like Jesus. Both women and women, it's not only uh, uh, men now. Some women they are fa always fasting. They are always don't worry. In our couples and girls, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, you know, Femi is here. Femi is single, so that we don't blind his ears. Uh, we we'll talk very very well about some some other of these things. So people just believe that. So if this book had not been canonized, I personally think that. Pastors will come on the pulpit and preach. It is a it is a sin. And okay, don't let me go because you know, especially all these our grandparents and uh, uncles and aunties that do as if they don't touch their wife. Their wife and them, they will just and you will wonder they have seven children. Did you print the children? Is it three D printing you did for the children? How did the children come? Children, <laughs> 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 they were like ah, they do as if oh, they were eight children. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So um so the book uh relates with it relates that with what happens between the bride and the groom. Actually, chapter seven relates to what happens between the bride and the groom in preparation for their wedding, uh, how they 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 they, they, they give the, each other lyrics. In fact, some of the lyrics that we use to eulogize Jesus or eulogize God now were from the book of Sons of Solomon, Lily of the Valley, Rose of Sharon, was proper toasting. To toasting that a guy was giving his babe 
That's what we took and now say is for Jesus. Lily of the Valley, Rose of Sharon, all those things were from, from, from the book of Songs of Solomon. Okay. Um, a critical look at the, at the Songs of Solomon shows an arrangement by character. Number one, the bride, and, and I highlighted this for, for just for a few reasons. The bride, we put it here that hardworking shepherd girl. I'll come back to that. The bridegroom, handsome and stately shepherd. Then the chorus, community of people celebrating the couple's love and union. Now let's take the bride and the bridegroom. Both of them have a job. Both of them are hardworking. So where did we get this notion that is only the man that should be hardworking? This babe had a job. She was a shepherd girl. The guy was a shepherd. No, both of them were bringing, putting their resources together for the sustenance of the home. So that's a lesson there. Both of them were, were contributing. But I think society has, I mean, we vilify the man so much. If he's not able to provide, we vilify him so much. Uh, uh, um, there was a, I think it was Pastor Okonko, Pastor Kingsley Okonko, uh, did a test. I think he put it on Twitter. Either he put it on Twitter or he, he said it in church that women, just send a text message to your husband saying, darling, I love you. And then screenshots his response. You will be shocked at the response of the men. The woman just said, darling, I love you. Someone said, hey, what happened to her? How much? And some people said, how much do you need? <laughs> Someone happy who said, ha, I hope you're here. Sorry, I'm trying to get the money. Hey, please give me some time. You know, I'm trying my best. Some other people said, I hope all is well, Lou. Like, <laughs> even the women started looking at, wow. So this is how much pressure we are putting on these guys. They don't mm. know. They didn't, some of them didn't even know. Just say, I love you, which means that I love you is either she needs money or something is wrong or, ah, I love you, Kay. Hope I have not done something wrong. The guy started thinking, ah, which I don't do, ah, chebo tiche. <laughs> Like, have I, have I, have I seen, have I do? And, and, and the, uh, the man, uh, the preacher was trying to bring up, uh, bring out the uh, point that at times we don't know the kind of pressure we put these men. We don't know the pressure. We, we don't know. So, um, ladies and also gentlemen, because nowadays breadwinners can even be either way. You have women that are actually the breadwinners of their, of their homes. So, um, let's, let's, let's ease it, ease down the pressure. And yes, we'll come back to that. I love you. Should it should it be the time that you need something? Like, I mean, how will a husband just see I love you from the wife? And the first thing he's thinking is, ah, I hope all is well. How much do you need? Do you understand? Most it, it should be, we should uh, we're gonna get there here in, uh, in this study. That we should shower your spouse with compliments. It doesn't have to be when you need something, it doesn't have to be when you when there is a need. Uh, that you should do that. Let's quickly go to the next uh, point. Songs of Solomon uh, also didn't have the mention of God. Um, then, um, okay. Okay. Um, love sickness. Um, okay. Okay. It gives a biblical look at human love, attraction, love sickness, uh, uh, jealousy, uh, compares jealousy with blazing flame, like those are, the Bible here is being real, as realistic as possible, so that we don't just vilify, I mean, we don't just demonize some things. You know, it's okay to be jealous, not to be extremely jealous. I mean, if you're not jealous of your spouse, who will? Do you understand? We just spiritualize things and just make, ah, so it, 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 it puts a human feeling, a human faith to some of these things. Uh, and then we, we, we were told here that um, God ordained marriage to be between man and woman. Marriage is between a man and a woman. A man and a woman. This is what I'm saying. If I said it in UK, maybe I would have been arrested. Is it between a man and a woman? And I, I, I don't, those people, those LGBTQ people, if you want to believe whatever definition of marriage you have in your head, 
Believe it. Don't force me to change my definition. Do you understand? Is, there, is, it, not, is it not demonic? If you want to believe that one, point, one plus one is not equal to 76, believe it in your warped mind. Don't say the whole world must agree with you that one plus one is 76. Hmm. You understand? They are forcing us to change the definition of marriage. That is why I do. That is why I find, of course, the Bible says we should not hate anybody. Don't hate sinners. God loves sinners. God doesn't want them to perish. You understand that. But don't force your definition on people. So um, let's just go ahead. Uh, I hope we we'll have, please raise your hand if you have contributions or questions. Uh, Including Femio, don't, don't say because I said you're single, you can ask your questions because you'll soon get married. If you don't Amen. get married, we'll choose the wedding dates and invite you. Okay, yes, I always tell. Um, okay, yes, let, let's before that. Uh, Solomon uses many parallels to describe the bride. Let your love always draw you to your spouse. Lavish praises and admiration on him or her. Uh, couples, this is an amazing lesson we need. Lavish praises on your wife. Before I take Sister Elizabeth, let me quickly, on your, and on your husband. You can see now, I just said your wife because the society is just always towards women, women, women. Don't worry, in our couples and girls, we'll talk more about this. Let me quickly uh, um, tell a story. One story I, I heard a long time ago. Um, a woman filed for divorce. So the man was like, what happened? What the, I thought we were fine. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, uh, before they divorced them, before the judge, uh, I mean, pronounced them divorce or something like that. that uh, okay, woman, tell this man what you said. What is the problem? Why, why are you filing for this divorce? He said, he doesn't tell me he loves me. The man started laughing. Sweetheart, I told you I love you on our wedding day. If I change my mind, I will have told you. <laughs> so don't say, ah, after I have told him or her 20 years ago when we got married or 15 years ago, let's learn to shower compliments uh, on our spouses. Okay. Uh, Sister Elizabeth, you can omit yourself. You have the floor. Then you take them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I add to what you have been saying, sir, um, that um, this point that says um, someone is another book outside Esther in the Bible, in yeah. which a direct mention of God. Yeah. Uh, so our relationships, so apart from the relationship between a man and a woman, it's, we can relationship with anyone. Uh, Please, I can't hear you, ma. Can you speak up a bit? We are struggling to hear you. With anybody in our in our place of work, among siblings, and so on, because uh, we have someone that says not married among us. So I want to make it general. There is no one to have or mention the name. Of God. It comes when it comes to relationship. It has to be practical. So that's one thing I learned from what you've been saying. It's not that oh maybe it's the name of God that unites them, but it's more of they are being intentional about their relationships. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Wonderful contribution. Femi, you have the floor. Um, good evening, everybody. <clears throat> uh, I will just make sure that I just speak from, um, I, I, I joined the Bible study a bit late, but I was, you were already rounding up or you're in the middle of uh, Proverbs when I came in. So I want just to say that um, it was is a beautiful one for looking at uh, Proverbs. I really every time I go through that Bible, it's always beautiful. Learning the basics and um, so many insightful things about life, and Ecclesiastes, you know, blows my mind every time. How 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 much experience, how much experiment. One of the greatest sciences I see is Solomon. He really he really explored. He really explored a lot of things and. You know, as much as we, it has its own advantages, there were so many disadvantages. But then it, it gives us a, a platform, literally, for almost everyone who wishes to learn, to, to come to grasp. Not, Solomon was not poor, he was rich, 
he tried everything possible. And then coming back to say the, the summary of everything all is to obey God's commandments, understand, and, and to fear him. Now, um, songs of songs now, uh, as we were going through it, something just, you know, something just dropped in my mind. And what kept, what kept echoing in my mind was attention. Attention. Um, paying uh, attention to, to um, details. Details. It was detailed. I could see details. The, the love made Solomon paid a very great amount of detail to his partner. Or in the play right now, imagining that maybe it was not him or all, it was just, you know, it was like you said, the point. A great deal of detail was, you know, imputed in that. And as much as, you know, it's, it's a lesson for me personally, single guy, and as much as we get married and everything, it's, it points to the fact that pay attention, pay attention, be, 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 be wise, be knowledgeable. Deliberate. Pay attention to those things to my sin, that my sins doesn't matter. You understand? The description was so detailed. It was not dumping one thing or the other. Oh, it was not saying, yeah, this one does not matter. It was detailed. So, and I see that most of the times, maybe years, the fact that in growing up in a Christian home and everything, most fathers, they really pay attention to so many things about their wife. And I go back very closely, ah, it should be fine. No, 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 no. Pay, pay attention. And in my own bit of experience, I'm, I'm, it might not be general, but women love attention. They mm. want you to notice every detail. Like you said, now a couple was um, divorcing, and the woman said she she didn't he didn't say I love you. That same I love you. Where you are thinking about money, you are thinking about security, you are thinking about like is that I say I love you? Is that I love you? Now she be all of the things that I've been doing. It shows that I love you. No, it is in the saying of it. Even if you are showing it, you want to die like this, you can lay down your life for me like this. I still want to hear it, that you say it to me. And uh, uh, just to share this, one of my friends was telling me recently, a wonderful lady, then the brother just came around and said they should be praying together. Bros, I don't understand. Every Sunday. Well, I mean, he doesn't have any pickup line, nothing to interest the lady. Just say, hey, I'm so we should be praying together. Sorry. We organize, we organize a mentoring session because I feel I feel it. So I sorry to cut you short. I feel that's one of the reasons why I, I'm not I'm not really I'm not justifying this, but I feel that's one of the reasons why good girls fall into the hand of bad boys. Mm. why we just wonder why some of our church, I mean, very good girls, they fall into the, because the good boys don't know lyrics. So I think some of us should also start mentoring these younger ones and let them know. Because when I was growing up, I thought the, songs of, the book of Songs of Solomon was a, was a sin. How will you put this kind of bad, dirty book inside clean Bible? I used, that was my, that was my, my, my mm. thinking. So we may need to help these other ones. We need to make them understand that Oga, uh, one of my friends uh, used to, uh, when they were when they were cutting, both of them were, were, all of us were friends. So both the guy and the girl uh, were my friends. So it's only Rema Bible study. When they start opening digital Bible, the guys so worded, guys start dropping Rema and the girl will be looking at it like this. <laughs> so uh, we may need to help uh, our, our younger ones, our younger males, uh, in in having some pickup lines. Yeah. Are you done with your points? Yeah, literally. So it, uh, like, like I just said, paying attention, knowing that appreciating each other is not a sin. It is not unspiritual. You understand? Like if the Bible records, records that God has the amount, he has the number of our hair. It is too, it, like you were explaining the other, uh, like one of our conversations that you like, God is not saying the hair in your head is number, is a uh, one million. He knows number 1,002. So like it is detailed, the detail, the, the beauty, the love is the detail. So like generally pay attention, 
don't be shy to it's not it's not a sin your spirituality or your salvation is not it's not going to diminish when you appreciate the loved ones and uh, it, it it makes you understand the love of god the more you understand that god is concerned about your life your finances your marital your career everything about your life he, he, he has gotten it all um sorted out and and we can pay more attention so these uh, things are also physical around us and, and be blessed. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. There's something that came into my head now, but this is not a couple's uh, fellowship. I'll say it, don't worry. We'll, we'll say things uh, when we are having our hangouts. Um, yes, now this is very, the next um, point is very important. And I do counsel, especially our young ladies with this, uh, with this uh, scripture, two verses. Uh, uh, about three verses, uh, uh, Songs of Solomon 2, 7, 3, 5, and 8, 4. Do not awaken love before it's time. In fact, three times the lady, I mean, two times the lady said it, one time the, the guy said it in the book, that daughters of Zion, I beg you, if I, maybe we should read one of it, uh, uh, Songs of Solomon 2, 7. I beg you, do not awaken love before it's time. It will bite you. I do tell them, they will break your heart. You will cry. That's why you start saying, oh, men has come. Because you awoken love before it's time. I mean, calm down. It will bite you to pay you. Is <laughs> someone there? 2 7. Sons of Solomon 2 7. 2 7 says, yeah. I charge you, O ye daughters by yeah. the ruler and by the ends of the field, that ye fear mm. not, nor awake my love, be pleased. Don't stir up love. Don't awaken love before it is ripe, before the right time. As in, I beg you of uh, any single lady, teenager, secondary school, part one, you're listening to this. Do not awaken love before it's time, both men and women. You're, they will serve you breakfast. You will cry. That's the sincere truth. You will chop breakfast. So, and it's in the Bible. Don't awaken love before it's time. So let's get that uh, straight. Um, then this book depicts a dialogue between spouses about their relationship. Communication is key in marriage and shouldn't be taken lightly. We should learn to talk. A number of people talk when they are hungry. We'll, say we'll, talk, we'll talk about this at the couple's hangout. A number of people react. When you want to communicate to your husband or your wife, you wait till a fight happens. That's when you start saying the things that he did or that she did. And at that time, everybody's defense system is up. So you're not communicating, you're just talking. So we should learn to communicate when things are, and communication shouldn't always be only be when things are good. It should be the thing, I mean, oh, sorry, when things are bad. It shouldn't only be, oh, you did this and I don't like it. Communication should also include, you did this and I like it. Communication is not just bad reports. So let's learn to communicate. We're, about, we're two minutes behind schedule. Just bear with us, we'll soon finish. Uh, then, do you sport with your spouse? It's not just Songs of Solomon. Uh, 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 the Bible records about that's Genesis 24. The Bible recorded Isaac sporting with his wife. He was playing with his wife. He was tickling his wife. How will you be at home with your wife? Eh? And she passes by you 20 times. You cannot com 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 uh, compliment the hair. You cannot hit a bomb bomb. You cannot touch any part of her. She's just going to and fro, to and fro. Do you understand? So you are, and you are at home. Like, so we need, you need to sport with your wife, sport with your spouse. Go and pull his leg, touch his head. Do you understand? Let's, let's learn. It's, these things are 100% uh, unsinful. It doesn't reduce your anointing in any <laughs> Do not listen there. There are some people that are of the prophetic and they will tell you that if you do that with your wife, uh, uh, it, it reduces the anointing. The kind of anointing that if I, if I marry a wife that's sporting with her reduces your anointing, you've already you're already in hell first and foremost. You are already in a I mean you are hellfire. You are already that your home is already hellfire. It should be it should be that even 
touching your wife, communicating with her, she will even increase. <clears throat> I mean, because the Bible says two are better than one. When they come together, there will, they will be a synergy. So those are the things that we should start uh, 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 saying uh, to, to, to our, our younger ones, younger, young couples. Uh, uh, because there'll be a time that you are old. You, are, you don't really have, uh, what's it called? You don't have pleasure in all these things again. Don't waste your youthfulness. Don't waste your, your, your childhood, your uh, youthful days. Okay, so let's um, read the conclusion. Uh, who has not spoken? Uh, Michael, do you have the manual with you there? Or Abayo, Ayobami, we have Ayobami. Do you have the manual with you? No, I don't have it, sir. Okay, okay. Ayobami, do you have the manual? Or Timothy? No, sir, I don't have the manual, sir. Okay, so, uh, uh, Sophia, read the conclusion for us. Let's quickly close and then pray. Lord. Hallelujah. So the conclusion says, sensual love, attraction, desire, and physical intimacy should be celebrated among dual wedded couples to bind them together. However, we should be guided against the sexual pollution ravaging the world, especially among youth. Lavish compliments on your spouse. Deeper time together should be encouraged among spouses, especially those ones that are always busy or away. Above all, deep study of this book should endure our Lord Jesus, our great bridegroom, who has promised to return to us very soon. To us, the more. May the Lord God restore true godly love in heart in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Lovely lessons. I hope we've learned one or two things. Do we have questions before we pray? Yes, questions sir. or comments or contributions? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sophia, I thought you said you have questions. No, sir. Okay, so Sister Elizabeth, please lead us in prayer for about four minutes so that we can quickly close. Okay. Yeah. Really this Hallelujah. Day. I would like us to take a prayer point from each other. I didn't get that, sir. Please, okay. Uh, I uh, really, your mind. really learned this evening, and our prayer point will be from each of the books we um discussed. The book of Psalms. I just want us to go ahead and thank God. I just want to go ahead and worship God. Thanks to God, God Almighty for another moment to learn and repeat. Thank you, Lord Father, because uh, you were here to stop us by the We thank you because of the world that has come to us this Thank you because this world will hold us and help us to make us better persons, better couples, better children of yours in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for sending your word unto us. Lord, we have shapes that we have. Lord, the grace to always give you thanks despite the other challenges we are facing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, mighty name we pray. Amen. So going to the book of Proverbs, I want us to ask God for wisdom. Wisdom to live a life of Christ. Wisdom to live well in this world. Prayer in the name of Jesus, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have no From before you this evening, I have some wisdom. Wisdom to know the right words to say. Wisdom to know the right things to do. Wisdom to know the right direction in every area. Oh Lord, I receive in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, God Almighty, in the name of Jesus, I for the very wisdom I have for understanding, I have for knowledge, who God rest upon the husband in Jesus' name. According to the book of Ecclesiastes, Father, grant me the grace to fear you throughout the days of my life. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, grant me the grace to fear you, Lord, I have especially for my husband also, help him to fear you in the name of Jesus. Help us 
so much to you that the life that is worthy of your praise, the life that is worthy of emulation, the life that will bring praise to your name always in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. God, let me be intentional about my relationships. May I thank you we bless your name because you have answered our prayers father we want to gather here alone and learn but we just want you to help us to put it in practice the grace to put all we blend into practice. Father, granted unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for the confidence you that you answer prayers. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you on Saturday, Evangelism. And then on Sunday, TM is our service. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, evening. Apologies, we took about 10 minutes uh, from your time so that we can cover so much ground. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. So sisters, please get back to us on our couples hangout ASAP. God bless you in Jesus' name. Good night.